0: All right, guys, welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitt's Hot Rod! What's happening, dude? Oh man, I tell you what, I'm enjoying this weather. It's warming up just a little bit. It ain't so frigid cold outside.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I walked out today and actually for the first time didn't see my breath. It was kind of nice. It
0: is nice. I like that. Like, I
1: actually went out in a t-shirt today. That was kind of cool.
0: But you know what's real? No, actually it's warm.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. You're right. But
0: you know the thing that I like about it that means? What's up? That means car show season's a-coming, baby! It's just around the corner. I can feel it. I'm excited about it. I'm Well, I mean, actually,
1: you know, we got to be at a car show yesterday.
0: That is kind of cool. I'll tell you what, the South Carolina International Auto Show. That's right,
1: guys. We'll talk about that more next week. Um, we got a lot planned for this week, but we'll definitely be covering that next week. Guys, if you missed that show, though, you missed a good one.
0: You missed a good one. It's a great event. Like I said, we're really fortunate to have a car show with all the new cars and concept cars. Here in Greenville.
1: Well, I mean, it's like people will talk about all the time about the LA Auto Show and the Detroit Auto Show. This is our LA Auto Show. This is our Detroit exactly. Auto Show. Exactly. You know it's the South Carolina Auto Show.
0: International auto International, show. Yes. Don't get don't get it twisted. <laughs> yes, it ain't just the big three anymore. It's everybody's welcome to this party. Well, they got a lot of neat cars and they got the best of the best from all the brands and all the new products there.
1: Yeah. It's really cool, you know, and like I said, we'll talk about this more next And they're week.
0: giving away a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. That's all that's just a reason. They give you free stuff.
1: Yeah, and, and like I said, we'll talk about this more next week. But it's, it's really cool to just be able to sit down inside, a, you know, a new car that you and your wife might be looking at to buy, or you might be looking at it to buy for one of your kids. And it's really neat. So, like I said, guys, if you miss it, you missed it. But we'll cover it more next week. But it's a
0: really cool way to actually look at cars. You know, that's the thing, guys. I mean, when you go to shows like this, it's a really cool way to look at cars without having a salesman breathing down your neck. Very true, sir, mister. Ex salesman, ex car salesman, Mr. X. I, I might have, I might have braved down a neck or two in my day.
1: No, i You know what? I've done it, and I wasn't even a car salesman. I just wanted to buy my car. Man, she's got good leather. Paint's pretty fair on her. I ain't gonna Fire. lie. And them tars, we just put them on there last week. They're good tars. Good
0: old tars. That's some good years. Speaking of that, bringing the salesman and breathing down your neck, I watched a very interesting YouTube video.
1: I bet you did. And I'm
0: not even in it. That's the oh, funny part. Okay,
1: I watched one with you in it, but that's beside the point.
0: Yeah, well, that was on YouTube. <laughs> oh, anyway, they uh, they had a, uh, it was a guy, and this guy. I mean, you can Google it and probably find it pretty quick. But he took a vintage 1972 Lamborghini, and I'm not even—it's a Miura. Is that some, I saying? I know I'm butchering that name.
1: See, I'm not—I'm not a uh, supercar connoisseur. Well, I'm
0: not either. Like, but um, I'm like Malibu. Yeah, no. I'm, Malibu, I'm a Caprice. He's, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, so this vintage—I mean, this is like a three million dollar Lambo. Sounds like a good one to hack up. He took it to Carmax and had it appraised.
1: Yeah. How'd that go?
0: What do you think? Okay. Let me give you a little background on this car, real quick. What do you think?
1: That's like getting your steak cooked at McDonald's.
0: Okay, so they have this one owner, $3 million, you know, appraised Lamborghini. And this guy, I mean, he's like a robo douchebag, this this describing it, but it's still, you know, he's got a Lambo, so I guess he can be that way. Right. Right.
1: I guess you earn the title when you get a Lambo.
0: Ed Bolian's the only guy with a Lambo that I've ever personally met that I didn't consider that.
1: Yeah, I'll agree with that.
0: But anyway, so long story short, of all the three people I know with a Lambo, <laughs> but so but you know, so this guy was sitting here talking. And he was talking about it a little bit. So you know, they take it to Carmax and they put the little yellow hat on top of it. And don't you know the guy that was walking out looking at that, knowing like they're not going to buy this car. The last one that sold publicly sold at Mecham Auctions for two point five million dollars plus all the fees. So, you know, about two point six, two point seven after it's all said and done. The uh, CarMax, take a guess. What are they offered for a three million dollar valued car?
1: I'm gonna say they're probably in the neighborhood of about eighty five, eighty six thousand dollars.
0: You're way off. Really? Way off. To the wrong way. Oh. Not what you're thinking. They offered him $199,000 for it. Like... That's almost an even more insult than like offering them forty thousand dollars for it. In my opinion, yeah,
1: forty thousand dollars just means you're absolutely retarded.
0: Yeah, but this two hundred thousand
1: means you know was, the car is worth
0: something. That's but, a stab. Yeah, yeah, that was just like,
1: Ugh. I'd rather him. Are say, you hurting for money? I, I'd rather him said, well, it is an older car. We can probably get you in the neighborhood about twenty five thousand dollars. Well, we're
0: gonna run it through wholesale, you know, because we don't sell anything past seven model years old yeah. here on the front line of CarMax. But I mean, but that was so crazy though. They offered him two. That that was such an odd number he should have took it and the guy said yeah i couldn't find it in my computer (laughs) that's cute
1: oh my god i can't can't find
0: it in my computer
1: you know them computers they do come with that google thing now
0: apparently that's probably the only way they did find it
1: (laughs) very interesting i wonder what the insurance would cost on a car like that
0: you know what we're going to be talking a lot about insurance i'm going to shed a lot of light on collector car insurance and what you need to have and what you can actually pass on and save you a little money
1: so you're not supposed to just have liability only on your collector car.
0: No, that's a no-brainer. You know you don't what? Let do me that. step
1: out and call my agent real quick and get some things changed over.
0: That's know. what I'm screaming. You may need to do that. Yeah,
1: because yeah.
0: I'm, well, we got a commercial break coming up, so you, when we're on commercial break, you need to call your agent. And be like, um, yeah. <laughs> you see, what had happened was what had
1: happened was. So, so what kind of insurance should I
0: have? Well, what are you insuring?
1: Well, how about that sexy 91 Caprice wagon with the LS motor sitting under the hood?
0: Well, liability's probably okay for that. <laughs> Hell, I wouldn't even spend that much on it. i just put a tag on it and hope you don't get pulled over.
1: <laughs> that's mean. That's not nice.
0: The world isn't. <laughs> but actually, in all realistic terms, you know, that's a classic. Yeah, it c- is. C- c- I can't even. <laughs> classic car. That's a classic car. And the reason I can't it say it even is,
1: said in the name, it's a Caprice Classic. <laughs>
0: it's it's an old car, and and it's and you know, and it's v- 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 v-
1: you having a difficult time there. Valuable, valuable,
0: and uh, <laughs> so. But just think about it now. I mean, that car's over twenty five years old, so. You know that that is a classic car. You get appraisal on it, and it does need to be covered because you know you just don't run out and buy parts for a ninety-one Caprice. No name more. and uh, thank God. And (laughs) it's it's you know what I'm saying. And uh, you know
1: you know stop and think about.
0: And you know we talking about the new classics. That car. Like it or not, mm. is a new classic. <laughs> but, you are know, you sick to your stomach? I'm no, sick to my stomach. No, I don't I feel, feel so. Good. Good. I don't feel so. But good. think
1: about all the cars from the '80s. Now you know all your T types. You know we talked about these. You know just
0: last week. GTA Trans Ams, Typhoon trucks. Yeah, I mean all this let, good let's stuff. Let's talk
1: about all those because I mean they are entering that classic field now. They are becoming worth money. The parts are hard to find. It, just like the Caprice wagon. You know we laugh and joke. Um, And the Impala SS is soon to follow. It's right on the cusp of becoming a classic car. And you know, these cars are now starting to have a worth to them. These cars are, and they're getting really hard to find parts. Cash for Clunkers came and swept all these cars out.
0: You know what? The government's doing amazing things.
1: (laughs) Oh, that hurt. But you know, it, You know, jokes aside, it's true.
0: It is very true. You
1: you don't go and find you know a dash pad for your '96 uh, uh, Impala anymore. No, you don't. Y- you don't go and
0: find. Put you one know. of them carpeted dash mats on there.
1: Yeah, I know. Some of us have those. <laughs> those are nice. <laughs> but I mean, you don't go and find your center console for these cars anymore. They're just not out there unless you get lucky. You know? Oh yeah. Uh, So so it is something to think about to have the proper insurance on these cars. They're now coming to age.
0: Well, you need to you need to be covered because you you have this is your investment. Oh yeah.
1: Well, you're talking about this
0: isn't Bitcoin, guys. It don't have to be high risk. (laughs) Maybe they could sell Bitcoin insurance.
1: Well, you're talking about, for example, with a '96 Impala SS. That was a thirty thousand dollar car off the line. You know, nowadays the value—I think the value's reached lowest. We've talked about this. You can pick a clean one up for around five K. Well, guess what? If you get in a little fender bender in it under normal insurance, she's totaled just like that.
0: And they're gonna write you a check for five K.
1: Yeah, and well, knowing, if you're lucky, knowing well that the car is worth fi- far more than that. So this is why you have the proper insurance to cover a car that uh, you know under normal standards might not be worth what the car truly is worth.
0: Well, I'll tell you what truly is happening. What's that? Is this commercial break?
1: Already again?
0: Already again. So I'll tell you what I want you to do. What's that? I want you to go call your insurance agent right now. I quick. do need to do that. But while you're doing that, I want you to vacuum your dash.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Stay tuned. The We're insults.
0: talking insurance on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Hot Rod. What's happening, dude? We're talking insurance. That's what's happening. All right, and on. I know that's not a real happening subject. Yeah, you know, it's kind of it's kind of about. one of the things like everybody needs it, but you don't necessarily no, no, want no, 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 to no. talk Here's about the it. Thing. You don't need it until you need it. Well, that's true. I mean, you got to keep in mind an insurance agent, as I always joke around, is selling from an empty box. Mm-hmm. They're selling you on what if if you never hit anything. The odds are, you never need it. That's true. But. More well, than likely. My father
1: went to his grave, God rest his soul, without ever having an automotive incident.
0: Really? Yes, sir. Ain't nothing wrong with that at all. He's a lucky one. He paid a lot of money to
1: Allstate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Allstate did good by him, but...
0: <laughs> he was in good hands, though. So that's yeah, he all was that in good
1: hands. He was in good hands. Great
0: hands. <laughs> the... Uh, but the thing about insurance is, you know, it's a necessary evil. Actually, do you know, in the state of South Carolina, there is one way you can get away without having insurance and Ooh. drive legally.
1: Interesting. And Enth- enthrall me with this knowledge.
0: If you are a millionaire huh. and you can prove it, yeah. you can actually self insure yourself.
1: I've heard this actually before.
0: Being self insured.
1: Which is it's probably. It's like
0: I got the money to cover it.
1: It's probably nine times out of 10, it's probably the smarter way to go.
0: No. Nah. It's actually not.
1: So you, see, if I was a millionaire, I wouldn't drive like millionaire cars like Lamborghinis and
0: No, you would drive and, 91 Capri station wagon.
1: Exactly. So if I hit you, you're going to think, oh, this poor chap ain't got no money. And you're going to like, I ain't even going to worry about suing him. And I'll just pay out like, here you go. Here's your $500. Carry on, dude. Carry on. <laughs> so see, it's kind of logical.
0: And then pay another five hundred dollars and get you another ninety one Capri station exactly. wagon.
1: Exactly. So you're you're seeing my logic behind this. It's not bad. How do you think I became a millionaire? Five hundred dollars station
0: wagon. I mean, I'm with you there. Money saved. I, I, I guess I'll never be one. I just just <laughs> throwing that out there. It's just not in the cards. Um, but this is the thing I think about with insurance. And there's so many different variables. And we're going we're going to go through this and kind of give you. You know, I seen a form the other week. You know, and I'm on several automotive forms. And these guys were talking about collector insurance. And the thing is, all right, first of all, if you have a car that's over 25 years of age, it does not need standard insurance on it. That's bad.
1: Unless she's just a winner-beater.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, in those cases, yes. But if this is even remotely your baby, yes, it needs a collector car policy or a specialty car policy. I don't even
1: care if it's a very, very nice car, and I think we can example off this with my pace car. Um, I, you know, I have the 77 Oldsmobile Delta 88, but it's a pace car. So the value on the car is a little bit higher than the average Delta 88. If you blue book a Delta 88, they're worth about $1,300. This car holds a value of, you know, in that eight to $10,000 range. And that's what I actually have it insured for. So if I were to drive this car down the road, because the only thing that stands insurance wise, that stands between it and a normal Delta 88 is a simple code on the VIN number. But if I were driving it down the road and I were to total this car, then if I under normal insurance, they're going to cut me a check for around $1,500. Exactly. Um, whereas under, you know, classic car insurance,
0: an agreed coverage policy.
1: On an agreed coverage policy, they're going to cut me a check for the $10,000 I have it insured for.
0: And then there's some steps to that too. Now, that does not necessarily mean that year limitation. Suppose you have a Lamborghini. Exactly. Or Ferrari. That those cars carry special insurance also with high premium or not high premiums, but well, well they do it, have like high the, premiums the, too, the, but
1: the Dodge Demon that just released last exactly.
0: year. Well, and this is the thing, now insurance companies have the right to deny you insurance on anything. Well, obviously Dodge came out with an eight hundred and forty horsepower car. You know what? State farm, Allstate, they don't want no part of it. The only one that was writing insurance was Haggerty, if I remember correctly. I
1: think you're right on and that.
0: And Haggerty is kinda of funny, it's actually owned by Progressive. Yeah. So
1: which is backed by Allstate.
0: Yeah. Well yeah, actually it is. I mean it's it's a big monopoly at the end of the day. But the thing that's crazy about insurance is is you can shop around, and you can get really good deals. But when it comes to push comes to shove and you need it though,
1: is are it you really a getting deal?
0: a better deal? You know,
1: see, I, t- I carry that philosophy with a lot of things. Like, if you see something online, or like in the sign industry, I mean, if a guy quotes you for a sign that's like $50,000, and another guy's like $48,000, and there's a guy that comes in at 22000 something's
0: that different. Tw- that $22,000 sign... He's probably cut a corner in it.
1: Yes. And, and I look at the same thing. Something's with,
0: not spelt right. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I look at the same thing with insurance. You know, if, if your insurance premium for the month, let's just say, is $120, and then with this guy, it's 130 and then all of a sudden you find one for $30 a month, I guarantee you when push comes to shove and you absolutely need them, you're going to find out They're why you're paying $30. not to be there. Yeah. Yeah, like a good neighbor, they aren't going to be there yeah, exactly.
0: And and this is the thing you got to think about with that too. Um, you know, there's several great specialty car insurance companies out there. Of course, you got Haggerty, you've got Grundy, you know, and then of course State Farm, Allstate, Progressive. Everybody has their own. Geico has one. Geico yeah. even yeah. has their own version of collector car insurance, or agreed value coverage insurance is probably the better term for it. I'm a little old school, been around a while. <laughs> but the thing that you got to think about with this is, how do you come up with a value on your car?
1: Mm, mm,
0: I mean, you mm. can walk up there and say, hmm, I think my 1977 Oldsmobile Delta 88 Indy Pace car is worth $200,000. Well, it don't work exactly well, like
1: I, that. Well, I like to think mine is, but
0: Well, you know, sentimentally, it probably is worth that. Unfortunately, monetarily, in every way that really counts, it's not.
1: And that's true. And, and you know, and then you look at the value of a normal car as well. And you got a lot of people try to use like a Kelly Blue Book or NAD. And old school wise, this method used to work. That was a pretty accurate value, but it's not so much anymore.
0: There's so many ranges of conditions in these cars. And that's very, very vague. I mean, it can get you in the rough ballpark yes. in a lot of ways, but that's about as good as it's worth. You really need an appraisal done on these cars. So you need to go to a licensed dealer. There's several people. Auction houses can do appraisals on things like that, but you need, and a lot of insurance companies can actually do an appraisal for you. But you really need an appraisal on this car. One that basically proves to the insurance company the value of this vehicle, and you can you can you can insure that full appraisal value, and and that's where it's at. I'll give you a perfect example. It's like my C10 truck. It's a '72 GMC Sierra Grande, short bed factory big block, with every option but till wheel, will. A one-of-one one documented truck. So anybody's in the 67 through 72 Chevrolet span of things, I'm going to go ahead and fill in on a little secret. There's not another one in the world like it. This truck is called the Unicorn.
1: That's no, very true. Very true.
0: Um, the truck's known in the C10 world by just what it is. But I own that truck, and I love it. And, I mean, it's a gorgeous truck. It's been restored beautifully. But you know, I had a little problem with my insurance company when I was insuring this truck because they want to insure it like a normal 72 C10 truck. Right. And it's not. And It's nowhere close. And I mean, you know, it took a little finagling to get it where I needed to be with them, but we got it where it is, where the value is supposed to be at on this truck. And that's the thing you got to worry about. You got to cover your investment. Absolutely. And you got to think of another thing, too. The values of these cars go up every day.
1: Oh, yeah. Every day.
0: Every day. Every so day. it's not a bad idea to call your insurance company and bump that coverage up if you need to. Oh yeah, I tell you something else. What's up? You know what else you need to do? What's up? Did you ever vacuum? Did you ever vacuum? Your I got, I got vacuumed
1: out actually. Yeah, you did. did I you did. Put,
0: like two quarters in the machine. and...
1: Yeah, up my insurance and everything while I was doing it.
0: I'm telling you, you got to figure a, it out. I'm on point. You I'm on point. You own something, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, I tell you what we're talking insurance. Stay tuned. we got a lot more here on hot rods and happy hour right here on one oh six three w o r d All right, guys, welcome back to hot rods and happy hour hot rod. what's happening, dude? Are you ready for you got you got your pencil and your paper? yeah, yeah. cause I'm gonna take you to school.
1: Oh, sweet.
0: Call hmm. me the bus driver cause I'm going to take you to school today on insurance.
1: I knew I didn't buy this protractor for nothing
0: That's right. well, we ain't gonna need no protractors. <laughs> But you keep messing around, you're need a chiropractor. Oh. You yeah. like that.
1: Yeah, that, was, that was a good rhyme. So I'm saying. I think you're the only man to ever rhyme protractor
0: or chiropractor. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm that guy. Good job. Pound. Pound. Poof. All <laughs> right. So. Anyway, we're talking about collector car insurance today right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. And this is the thing a lot of people don't understand. You know, you see people online and nothing irks me more than people on forums. And they'll get talking on a well, well, I go here, and I get this. And I go here, and I get this. There's a method to forms.
1: There's a method to forms. So here's what happens. You ask a question. Mm-hmm. You get one good answer. You get one more answer followed that, you know decent information that the first guy left out. And then you get 30 different answers that are totally irrelevant to the question you asked. And then you'll get one more good answer. And then the rest will just be a totally different subject. Oh, yeah. Totally. And that's how, that's how forms work.
0: Well, and you know, this is the thing with insurance. Everybody's experience is going to be different. I can tell you what I recommend for insurance companies. Going with the cheapest one is not necessarily the best. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes you can play your cards right and you can get a really good, low cost, quality insurance policy. Right. Especially on your collector car, you know, and they're all a little different. Um, you know, Haggerty's got a thing now, and, and Grundy I think actually does this too. To where they'll pay you to repair your collector car, and that's and that's really cool in a lot of ways too. But there again, a lot of guys don't have no business working on their own car, especially in a you know a, a, a collision incident. You know, right. we're talking about frame damage or things like that. That really needs to go to a professional body shop. And I mean, I understand you built it and it's your baby and all that, but if that car's ever going to be right, it's going to have to be on a frame machine first.
1: Very true, and sir.
0: Most hot rod shops don't have. A two hundred thousand dollar frame machine sitting there. Also true. So that being said, um, another guy, another thing with uh, with with actually all of them, a big thing is flatbed service. So actually, it's like AAA, but it's a rollback service for your car. And that's very handy because you know, old cars break down, things happen. You know, I mean, they're machines; they're made to break. But you know, and sometimes they're not the most reliable thing in the world, especially if you think about if you got an original car. Yes. You know, these are the cars that, you know, a Model A.
1: Well, you know, it's like we've discussed our, this before. Or
0: flathead Ford that runs hot. Things like that. It's really nice to have that.
1: As it, We discussed that before with that uh, Trans Am that came up for sale with like six miles on it. Exactly. That car's not going to be reliable. No. I no. wouldn't trust it to get across town.
0: Well, buying that six-mile car, odds are you're not going to be driving it anyway. <laughs> True. The I only thing you got to worry with about that six miles on Yeah, it. the only thing you got to worry about is the garage it's in falls in on it. <laughs> yeah. But,
1: but, I mean, in all honesty, a car with that low miles means it's not been used, it's not been ran through its paces. It's not going to be the most reliable thing.
0: No, at all. Um, and really, to be honest, from for for a monetary standard, I mean, for a value standard, you shouldn't drive that car. Yeah, very true. I mean, that would be like taking the Mona Lisa and putting it in a poster frame. You know, it's just bad.
1: Yeah, it's probably not the best.
0: Yeah, it probably won't do that.
1: Yeah, I mean it's framed.
0: I mean technically, but you know what I mean. Yeah, you don't need to be shopping at Walmart for a frame for your Mona Lisa. <laughs> the uh, but another thing you got to think about with this insurance too is how you feel comfortable. Now keep in mind Haggerty and Grundy; these are great companies. They're backed by big insurance companies, obviously. You know, which all have underwriters. You know, I mean, you know, Max Grundy or Grundy's just not going to write you a check from his personal account and all that. But the thing you got to think about with Grundy Insurance and Haggerty Insurance is these are internet insurance companies, so you're dealing with a lot of online stuff. Well, sometimes when you do that, you're also dealing with Sir or you know, like I guess the best way to put it, you're losing some of your customer service there. Yes. Um. You know, a lot of their people, their claims people. These guys are just like subbed out guys. Most of them are not old car people, in my experience. I've ran into, and sometimes that can work in your favor, and sometimes that can work against you. Very um, true. And, and, and like I said, everybody's experience is a little different. And the thing you got to think about, another thing with these insurance companies though, is they have a lot of little added benefits that a lot of your, I guess, staple insurance companies wouldn't have. Like Grundy and Haggerty have, like a thing. of like. $250 car show coverage for, like, even, like, the chairs in your trunk, in your yeah. cooler. And that's neat, you know? And, I mean, it's a cool little added bonus. And, like, you know, another thing that comes with a collector car, classic car policy, is when you're at a car show with your classic or collector car, they actually cover, like, and these things happen. I mean, we put on shows all the time. You know, a tent blows over and hits a car. Or... Like the Hendricks show two years ago, I remember there was a guy that had this real extravagant stand, you know, and it had like his, you know, his uh, car, uh, what you call it, card on it.
1: Yeah, as a display card to show car. about the car.
0: And the wind was whipping, next thing you know, flump, and it just smacks the quarter, or I mean, the front fender of a car right beside his actual Chevelle and killed the fender on it. Well, you're covered because that policy, but even though it happened on private property and all that, it's covered. Yep. With your insurance, yes, and it's a no deductible claim and all that, so that's really cool. And that comes with that. Now there is some mileage limitations to these things. These are not going to be daily drivers. Well,
1: you know, going back to what what you said, they're covering. They know that you are doing all you can do, taking every precaution to make sure things like that don't happen. Versus you're out there in your 05 Silverado at a at a you know. Um, football game and you're, you know, got a tent over the bed of it and you're partying and well, that, everybody's drinking and a tent hits it. Don't work quite the same. They, no, they know the they same. know that when you're out there with your, you know, fifty seven Thunderbird that you're doing all you can to make sure that nothing happens to it.
0: Well, and the really cool thing about that is because you're taking care of this car and it's such a a sacred thing to you. Yes. That your rates are actually cheaper because of it. Exactly. Um, you know, I've got I mean, I'll mean, throw it out there. I got $50,000 of greed coverage on that truck I was telling you about. And it's cheaper than my new Silverado. It's cheaper than it was on my 2011 Silverado yeah. for the year. Yeah. But now, of course, you have mileage limitations. I think you can't drive more than like 4,000 miles a year, which unless you're just... A professional hot rodder, I don't think that's ever gonna be an issue.
1: Yeah, unless you're just daily in that
0: <laughs> Yeah. And in Robert's case, that priest it's not gonna run four thousand miles all at one time anyway. I don't you know what? I don't think it ever have. So <laughs> So I mean, I think you're good there. But and that rollback service though. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. But I mean, and that's a really cool thing with them. Another thing's cool with these cars is you know, they know they're gonna stay inside. And that's another thing about having this insurance, you actually got to have the car protected.
1: But, you know, and we hit on this a second ago, look at things like my station wagon. There are a ton of cars out there that's hot-rodded no differently than my car is. They're not the most reliable thing in there. You're taking an engine and making it do what it wasn't designed to exactly do. It's not going to be the most reliable thing. You're taking thing. a
0: station wagon and doing what it's not designed to well, do. You
1: well, know, you know, that's neither here nor there. But I
0: think it's made to haul chrome snatchers, not... A-words. Yeah. not <laughs> not Not... Slang term for donkeys, (laughs) but and and that's the thing. I mean, it's a uh, it's really cool. These insurances are, and like I said, it's a no brainer. I mean, it's really dumb not to have these coverages on your car. I mean, it's the only way to go. And like I said, it protects your investment. And that's what I tell people all the time. I'm shooting a video in Atlanta, actually, talking about turning your passion into a, a payoff with collector cars. And, you know, I mean, it's like investing in the stock market, but all it does is win. Yeah. And it's insured. Well,
1: you know, and that falls back to, you know, even more than insurance. I feel like
0: an infomercial every time I do it. And it's insured.
1: <laughs> but it falls back to, you know, knowing the car to invest in, too. You know, uh, knowing the proper insurance to put on, of course, but knowing the right car to invest in to know that it will become worth something in the future. Well, And, the and thing, there's no brainer, options. And
0: these cars, a lot of these cars, I mean, I'll be honest with you, no matter what it is, it could be a 57 Chevrolet four door, anything but a 91 Capri station wagon, mm. and it's probably going to be valuable.
1: Mm. That hurt.
0: That hurt. Right there. He's right grabbing his trip. We got an analyst in the parking lot, so yeah, if you need I mean, it, it's still there, too. If, you're, feel, if you're feeling faint, <laughs> the. Uh,
1: but, but, no, he's absolutely right. I mean, this is a good way to keep a protection on your investment. I only wish we could do this with a lot of other things, you know?
0: Well, and, and that's the thing. It's a great investment, you know, the collector cars are. But i tell you something else. I mean, you know, with this insurance, and it's not even that expensive. And, I mean, there's a lot of variables that decide the price of it. Of course, driving record, even your credit score even impacts the price of your insurance. But that's, I mean, it's a no-brainer. It protects your investment. You can drive it and enjoy it.
1: Absolutely. And not worry with where you go.
0: With agreed coverage, you know what? I'll jump in that Malibu in a heartbeat and take it, you know, to dinner or whatever. And I mean I drove it to the gym the other night. I mean, that's what they're made to do is drive and enjoy. Yeah and with this insurance and these policies you can do that.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean it's no different than having a normal insurance policy. You know, you definitely want full coverage on your daily vehicle. Um, because if you've ever been in a wreck with liability only, and especially
0: if it's your fault, we've all been there. We have. Yeah, it puts you it puts you paying, or you know, your insurance covers them, and you're fixing your own stuff.
1: Exactly. So, just understand the risks there you face with insurance, but it's something else you need to understand. Commercial breaks, and they pay for this show, so we you know gotta what? take them.
0: I, I think it's time. I think it's time to take a little break on this here talking.
1: That sounds good to me. All right, guys, stay tuned. You're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour
0: right here on 106.3 W O R D. All right, guys, welcome back to the Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Hot Rod? Yes, sir. You're looking at me with that devilish look.
1: I do have a devilish look.
0: you looking at me like them church, with them church lady eyes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, guys, so um, we fed you enough on insurance, you know to insure a car, so we want to have a little bit of fun with the rest of the show, because not all of us might have some fancy old classic car that we get to... We're playing checkers? No, we're not playing checkers. Um, I want to give 20 average Joe cars that you can buy, the average Joe can just go out and get, that uh, it could definitely pin your lady to the seat if you catch my drift. Got a little pep in her step.
0: But an average Joe car. But an average Joe car. So,
1: you know, something This
0: should be interesting. I I'm, I'm a little intrigued.
1: <clears throat> so I think let's just kick this list off at number twenty. Probably not one of my favorite car, but again, it's on number a twenty. Favoritist. Favoritist. I'm sorry, Mark. Most favorite. Um, I'm working on my English. Number twenty, a two thousand nine Volkswagen GTI.
0: It's like give him a break, Mark. He just started walking upright last week.
1: <laughs> So a 2009 Volkswagen GTI, this little 200-horsepower, 207-foot-pound of torque, six-speed
0: monster. I thought he was going straight outlaw style there for a second. (laughs) 2000.
1: 2000,
0: Only 200 horsepower, but 2000. That's Big Chief territory. Now, (laughs) I want to be on the list with my VW GTI.
1: Speaking of that, did you uh, see where Big Chief is leaving the uh, street outlaws?
0: Don't believe it till you see it. The internet has been known to lie.
1: Well, here's the thing. If anybody read the article, he's actually not leaving. He's just gonna be out of a couple episodes. Oh well.
0: Yeah, I'm missing something about that. I don't know.
1: Bayhouse yeah, it's a little GTI. It's got a little pep in the step. You know, it's a quick little car. Uh, definitely a fun one to grab. And these yep. cars, these cars on this list, are not like the most outrageous thing. This is an affordable car that you can have some fun with.
0: Well, you know, it's like I said, something to pin your lady to the seat in. Which means it's got a good seatbelt. Yeah, well, I mean, this is my thing. you got to get her in there first. And with a VW GTI, you better be Channing Tatum.
1: You better coax her in there. You better have some dollar bills laying on the you, seat. Be, you
0: better have, like, some washboard abs <laughs> and be, be, like, be like something out of a romance novel. Because I'm going to tell you, with a Volkswagen GTI and you got a face like this, yeah, it's going to be a lot of Netflix by yourself nights.
1: <laughs> My well, mom always said you have a face for radio, so.
0: Well, you
1: know. All right, guys, moving right along to our number nineteen spot. How about a two thousand and six Subaru Impreza WRSX STI? That is a. Now, mile- those
0: are some cool little cars now, and some quick cars. They are quick, and they're and they're cool looking. They're little. They're 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 all in the old Budden Budden, Fast and Furious super cool kind well, of thing. This isn't like the Outback wagon.
1: Well, the WRX STI has a four cylinder, two point five liter turbocharged dual overhead cam engine that produces a whopping 300 horsepower and that's impressive that's impressive and in a smaller compact car it's pretty quick with a zero 60 of under five seconds making us a pretty exciting car to drive and a good looking one this one
0: right here is legit i can see this way and it's and it's actually a good looking car
1: yeah these cars you know what got me about these cars is the first time i noticed when i started paying attention to these things. Is the air intake on them? The hood scoop on them actually turns air straight into an air filter, and that's the air intake on them. I always thought that was cool. It's like a forced induction setup.
0: I mean, picture. it is cool. I mean, I mean, you know, forced induction been around. For, or those scoops have been around
1: for a long time? For a
0: long time.
1: But I mean, that really
0: turned me on when I yeah. They didn't invent that. No, they didn't invent that. But still, a cool little feature. Very, very, and a cool feature and a cool car. I mean, and, but aesthetically. I can see where this car would get the gal in the car, and then you can show off what it would do.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: And then if you play your cards right, maybe you should show uh, off what down. you we're, can we're do. On, we're on the wrong show for that. Oh, my bad. My bad. The, that's hot wrong ride,
1: interview. That's Hot Rods and Happy Hour After Hours. That's, oh, well, my bad. totally another show. Um, coming down to our number 18 spot, this is a cool one, the Mitsubishi Lancer Evo. Um, the Evo is a awesome, awesome car. Not necessarily the coolest looking car. It kind of looks like a block rolling down the road, but a very cool car. And actually, in road courses, they've taken these things out and beat Lamborghinis in the turns with them. They're really, really impressive cars. And and it was the star of uh, Too Fast, Too Furious, actually.
0: And Paul Walker even drove it, and I still wouldn't have it.
1: But the Evo, you know, the one we're talking about, the Evo 7. Um, it has a 2-liter turbo engine that does produce a whopping 276 horsepower. That is really impressive. 284 foot-pounds of torque. I mean, these things are pretty cool, man. Five-speed automatic. Um, I, if I'm not mistaken, these ones are all-wheel drive, too. If, if I'm not mistaken. These
0: ones? These ones. These ones are all-wheel drive. These ones right here. Th- these ones.
1: And they're the infamous king of the World Rally Championship. So.
0: Well, and I mean... As a rally car, they're cool. Kind of like the Ford Focus rally cars; those are cool. A regular Ford Focus, eh? Not so much.
1: Well, I don't know. The, the Evo comes with some pretty cool styling to it. I mean, you know, you start getting your upper pa- packages of them, and I don't know much about Evo's to tell you what an upper. Package I'm just not Evo a big is.
0: Mitsubishi fan.
1: Me neither. You know, a company that makes TVs, I really don't want to try to drive their cars. That's well, just a personal
0: preference. Maybe they're better with TVs than your cars.
1: I don't know. I still see some of the Mitsubishi TVs leaking oil too, but. <laughs> That's neither here nor I didn't there. know
0: TV even had a transmission in it. How's it slipping?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. But I mean, you know what? It's not a bad car, it, and they are pretty peppy, as long as, you, you know, why you got them <clears throat> new, you know, after a little while they just... They start tearing up on you, but that's yeah, that's beside the point. If you, get newer, you better
0: trade it in quick. Not the lady, the car.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, if she's well, into, yeah, if, she if she's it. into the Evo, you might want to trade. Well, her yeah, in too. if
0: she's giving you any trouble, like like a Mitsubishi or something, you probably need to go ahead and get rid of her too. They just yeah. ain't good people.
1: Yeah, just send them both out the door at the same time. Life's easier without either one. I'm sure. I promise you. <laughs> Moving right along before you and I both get into trouble, number 17. How about the 0709 Mercedes-Benz E63 AMG? It's
0: like, oh, look, the text line's lighting up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a sexy
0: car, a, now, this, an elegant car,
1: and a fast car. This
0: is a pimp ride, is all that is.
1: 514 horsepower, 630 foot-pounds of torque. That's impressive.
0: That's impressive, and that's a pimp ride.
1: And a 6-liter V8 engine, too. But that's
0: also an expensive ride, and a very expensive one to maintain, also.
1: Well, you know, and and that's why we're looking at an older one, you know, 0709. They're a little bit more affordable now. This is something an average Joe could actually buy nowadays. And, you know, even impressive, talking about the speed of these things and how you can really pin a lady back with one of these, a 0-to-60 time of 4.3 seconds.
0: And that's not exactly a small car. No
1: no it's not it's a pretty it's a
0: mid-sized car
1: it's a pretty good sized car i mean you can definitely ride around five deep in this thing comfortably and
0: and it's a pimp ride that's a good looking automobile right there oh it's
1: very good if if you haven't if you don't know what we're talking about gun the googles and uh google like 07 to 09 mercedes-benz thirty six amg very very elegant looking car and you know with a lot of pep in the step and now that they're a little bit older it's a pretty affordable car too. I mean, you're talking about now they're upwards of 10 years old, 11 years old some of them. So, very uh very cool car to look at for, you know, trying to impress the lady if you It is. A, will. It's an impressive car. It is. All right, I think moving along to the number 16 spot though. We got we got to uh, investigate some more German engineering. Oh lord. You know where that's going
0: right? Made right here in
1: our backyard. Well, not this one, but the uh 07 to 13 E90 BMW M3 series.
0: I'm on the fence with these, and and I might be a little spoiled because we make them in our backyard. But like BMW has lost its luster with me a little bit.
1: I can see where you're coming from, especially if you live right here in the Greer area. Um, you see them everywhere.
0: You'd, I mean, they, I mean, you see BMWs more than you see Chevrolet trucks. I mean, they're just everywhere.
1: But you know, we're you know we we have that problem. Have you ever been to Texas? You ever been? down there in San Antonio. Uh, well, right outside of San Antonio is actually where they produce the Chevro- a Chevrolet truck. And it's like that down there. It's just Chevrolet truck century. There's Chevrolet trucks on top of Chevrolet trucks on top of them. They're on every corner. You're like, good Lord, they're giving these things away down here. But it's just the nature of the beast. I mean, they're easy to buy down there. You know, of course, if you're working in the plant, you probably have one. Um, and It's the same thing as what goes on here, but I'll tell you something else is the same. It's the same every week, as that's these commercial breaks. We're going to talk about this BMW when we come back, though, because I like BMWs.
0: that work, guys. I tell you what, stay tuned. We're talking about the top 20 cars.
1: Uh, pin your lady to the seat.
0: <laughs> Always something odd with Odd Rod. Guys, you're listening to Hot Rod Snappy Hour. Right
1: here on 106.3 WORD.